And welcome to the Daily Gator Daily Thought. If you are left, you just ain't right podcast. Yes, I am Doug Hagen. Yes, I am still the guy behind the Daily Gator. DailyGator.net. That is D-A-L-E-Y-G-A-T-O-R.net. And let's do uh, let's do a little discussion here. Let's go to Pajamas Media. Gwendolyn Sims. Um she writes a piece about a, a great American company, Smith & Wesson. Uh, I have owned at least, personally owned at least two Smith & Wesson products in my life. Uh, I do not have either one of them anymore. I actually sold both. Uh, and yes, I sold it to a, uh, both times to licensed gun dealer. Uh, one time was to kind of trade one in on another weapon. Uh, I sold my Smith & Wesson m and which I liked pretty well. Uh, but I sold it to get a SIG P320 years ago. And the other one, uh, well, let's just say it was a uh, 357 SIG. It was chambered in 357 SIG. And it was the gun that got Smith & Wesson sh- sued by Glock. Uh, and it didn't work very well. It had some issues all the time. So I sold that to a gun dealer as well who said he was going to repair or whatever. But a great American company has been in business, I believe, since 1845, if, if I'm correct. Uh, but one of the legendary firearm names, Smith & Wesson. Well, you know that the left is attacking the firearms industry and the evil companies behind it and the evil people who work there and all the evil of guns, you know, guns that just get up in the middle of the night and steal your car and go shoot people randomly. And we've got uh, President Mumbles stumbling and bumbling and mumbling his way through saying that you can't sue gun makers when their products are used for bad, uh, bad intent. Smith & Wesson, Ruger, Glock, Sig, H&K, they all make firearms. And guess what? If you take a firearm, you load it, you put a, a round in the chamber, you pull the trigger and it goes boom, then it works properly. It now, if a if a gun manufacturer makes a product that is not uh, working properly and someone gets hurt or killed in an accidental discharge or something, you can absolutely sue them. Absolutely sue them, and you should be able to. They made a faulty product. But when someone commits a crime with a gun or a knife. Or any or a baseball bat or anything else they threaten or, or hurt or even kill people with, then guess what? The manufacturer of that product is should not be responsible. They made a product that has a legal purpose. It has a legitimate purpose. It was misused. The left has a big problem with blaming individuals for committing crimes. It's always something else's or someone else's fault. It's a video game. It's a certain kind of music. It's too much violence on TV. Too many cartoons, too many this, too many that. Always something else. They never blame the individual. Another way the left is, again, very collectivist. They don't believe in individuality at all. They, they think it's evil and terrible. But Smith & Wesson has decided to uh, say enough of this BS and fire back. And again, Gwendolyn Sims at Pajamas Media writes this, like many businesses, America's gun manufacturers are feeling uh, the deleterious, deleterious excuse me, effects of Bidenflation. 
gun manufacturers, however, are additionally subject to the left's ire and misplaced wrath over, quote, gun violence. Uh, after most horrific shooting tragedies, the wrath comes with the inevitably hysterical demand to ban, quote, assault uh, guns and add even more stringent federal regulations on gun ownership while simultaneously vilifying all gun owners along with the entire gun industry. And, of course, it's workers because they're evil, too. At long last, one American gun manufacturer, Smith & Wesson, has had enough. Smith & Wesson, one of America's oldest gun manufacturers since 1852, I was close, is hitting back against the left's gun hysteria and villainization in no uncertain terms. Smith & Wesson has just released a uh, video called Who We Are, and this video hits back by clearly defining not only who they are as a company, but more importantly, who, who their employees are, hardworking, freedom-loving Americans, no more will Smith & Wesson allow the left to define or distort who they are. They are proud of their company and their products. They're proud of their employees, and they're proud of who they are as Americans. But the real beauty of who we are isn't just that it speaks for Smith & Wesson. The beauty is it speaks for all Americans. Each and every one of us out there hanging on to the hope and the promise of what our great nation was and will be again if we have anything to say about it. Who we are is one minute and ten seconds of everything that is right, good, and true about America, and Americans who make and own guns. And that includes most of us. Steeped in rich images of old glory, hard work, and history, the video speaks a language many of us are thirsty to hear. Faith, freedom, responsibility, honor, and dedication. Uh, this is basically what it says. Cast some music, some, some cool pictures. Uh, but this is who we are from the very beginning and every workday since and every shift and every individual effort, we carry a common purpose, a common cause passed down to us and preserved by a shared responsibility. Knowing behind every product we build is your faith in us. It's a duty we proudly honor to continue uh, to improve, innovate and deliver for your right to self-defense, protect and thrive. Knowing these values and our way of life provides strength and the confidence to secure what matters most to you. Dedicated to the craft of gun making, dedicated to your freedom, quality, security, and the promise of this great country, Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. I have not seen it. I'm sure you go on YouTube you can get it. But uh, go check it out. It is, uh, I'm sure, very well done. And it's important. I wish Ruger and Taurus, and SIG, and H&K, uh, Springfield, Armory, Kimber, Carr. I wish all gun makers would do this, frankly. And maybe do one together to say, you're demonizing us for no reason. Uh, and of course, that's that's a terrifying thought, because if, if, there, if, we're, if we ever as a nation allow trial lawyer trash to sue gun makers when someone does something bad with a gun. I mean, think about it. If every time someone had an incident with the drunk driving, if you could sue Ford or Chevy or, or uh, uh, I'm trying to think of GMC companies still around Cadillac or whoever, think that would what, what that would do to the car industry. Uh, and of course, trial lawyers don't care. They're greedy. 
They just want to get richer. They don't care what it does to the country. Terrifying thought, though. And, and the left, I think, will probably push toward that area more and more and more to sue gun makers out of business. Because, hey, if no one's making guns, no one's making bullets, guess what you are as a gun owner? That's right. Now let's move on. The other McCain, I wanted to touch on this briefly. Social justice warrior snowflakes, they are melting down yet again, the other McCain writes. Before getting to our main topic here, let me call the reader's attention to one seemingly minor detail about the photo. There's a photo here and there's a, a lady with a green sign that said abortion on demand and without apology. And at the very bottom, you can barely, it's rise up and there's a website, .org. Uh, but on the screen sign, there's fine print at the bottom. It's, it is called rise up for the number four abortion rights .org. That's a front group for the revolutionary communist party, which is a, as described by Mr. McCain, a Maoist cult funded by Bob Avakian in Berkeley decades ago, the result of a split in the radical left during the Nixon years. So who is calling for abortion on demand without apology? Obviously commies. Commies. Would you want to agree with the communist folks? I mean, communists are some of the worst people on earth. They truly are evil people. Some are stupid and don't know they're, they're supporting evil, but they're supporting evil whether they know it or not. Commies, the other McCain writes, wants to kill your baby. Commies want to make baby killing a central premise of their political platform. You don't believe me? Look at the reaction after the recent Supreme Court decision uh, aborting Roe v. Wade and returning the decision to the states. Look at what they've done. You don't think they're a little bit over the top, folks? You don't think they're obsessed over it? Commies want to make baby killing a central premise of their political platform, but at least the RCP is honest about being communist, whereas Democrats, well, if Democrats couldn't lie, they'd have nothing to say at all. But because they control the major institutions of education, journalism, and entertainment, Democrats are able to create an echo chamber effect where people are bombarded with propaganda from all directions, so it takes a strong mind to resist believing democratic myths like the quote, constitutional right to abortion as the essence of womanhood. And of course, that's how abortion has been packaged and sold by the left. And when I say the left, I mean communists. Leftism, communism, Marxism, wrap it all in a package. And to, unfortunately, you can't go drown it in a river somewhere by throwing it off a bridge. It's still here. But it's all the same. It's still the same. And you also, the other McCain writes, you see headlines like this. It's scary, the headline reads, students fear going to college in red states after Roe. It's from vice.com. Uh, the other McCain writes, I won't bother excerpting much of this as readers can click and find their own favorite idiocies in that Vice article. One that I found particularly amusing is the lead anecdote about Sasha Rosenfeld from New Jersey. She's afraid of attending Oberlin College 
one of the most prestigious colleges in there, one of the most expensive ones too, because it sits in the red state of Ohio. Oh, the fear, the loathing. Uh, this is from the story. Committed to attending Oberlin in the fall, Rosenfeld started talk, uh, talking to friends about what she would do if she needed an abortion uh, and couldn't access care at college. One of her friends who lives 300 miles away in Chicago, where black people slaughter each other every weekend, well, games, uh, thugs slaughter black people every weekend, and Black Lives Matter never shows up to protest for some reason. Uh, but her friend offered to pick her up and drive her out of state if she ever needed the procedure. This is called sluts thinking ahead, I think. Women will lose values, lose morals thinking ahead. Uh, if I got pregnant, no question about it, at this point in my life, I would take plan B or get like an abortion, she said. What a wonderful human being you are, Miss Rosenfeld. You're, you're such a selfless, and by selfish, I mean totally, totally hung up on yourself, selfish uh, person. Now, the other McCain chimes in here and says something very, very, very important. Permit me to assert that the chances of Sasha Rosenfeld accidentally getting pregnant are very close to zero, but not for the reason you might expect. No, she's not a fat, purple-haired, non-binary blob like some of the pro-abortion militants uh, you've seen bemoaning the end of Rome. Miss Rosenfeld is actually quite lovely. A slender brunette with a sunny smile who ran on her high school cross-country team in Maplewood, New Jersey. The reason Miss Rosenfeld is very likely to suffer an unexpected pregnancy is because she is a radical feminist whose mother is the lesbian wife of a left-wing radio personality, Nancy Solomon. I've never, I'm not familiar with Nancy Solomon's uh, left-wing radio work. Miss Rosenfeld calls herself Queerspawn. That's, I mean, hey, if you put that on your dating profile, ladies, I, tell me, I'll join the group and just to date you if you go by Queerspawn, because you sound like my kind of chick. No, no, no. Uh, which is to say she is what my folks, uh, my generation might have called <laughs> a turkey baster baby. If you know what I mean, and I think that you do. Miss Rosenfeld's existence is a sort of protest against heterosexuality. You damn straight bastards. Uh, and I'm sure she would never want to disappoint her mothers by expressing anything except vehement disgust toward males, men, boys, beings with penises, beings who like women, weirdos, in other words. And yet, despite her lifelong anti-heterosexuality indoctrination as queer spawn, Miss Personality, maybe she should call her, Miss Rosenfeld is gripped with fear about the entirely hypothetical prospect of needing an abortion as a consequence of preposterously far-fetched scenario in which she somehow conceived a child through what some of us still quaintly think of as the normal method of pregnancy. So, in other words, Miss Rosenfeld is all just for what's the expression for glimpse? She doesn't know what. Oh my God! What if I get pregnant? I mean, I understand if if you're hiking in the woods somewhere 
and you say, what what happens if I get bit by a rattlesnake? What happens if I slip and, and fall or a tree falls on me? What happens if? But those things happen maybe, but if you're a woman and you're worried about getting pregnant, typically most of the choice or at least half the choice of you getting pregnant, the process of it, I think we all know what that is, is at least 50% up to you ladies, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, the the absolute terror of these people who just apparently hate babies. They have they have made abortion, the killing of innocent life, sacrosanct. And next will be the infirmed, the terminally ill, those who are just too old. Maybe they are going through some senility. Maybe they have Alzheimer's, some other debilitating, horrible ailment. It's all coming down to that. It's all coming down to that. Consider a former Republican, Anna Navarro, uh, going on the day Roe v. Wade was terminated, that America, the American Supreme Court chose to selectively reduce bad decisions. Roe v. Wade was done. Anna Navarro kept talking about relatives of hers that had some type of severe mental disability or mental illness. I thought abortion was about terminating a pregnancy. Now it's, at least Anna Navarro, it's about maybe eliminating those people in your in your family that you're embarrassed by or that are a pain to you. And Anna Navarro's a selfless woman, I tell you. Totally selfless, folks. Totally, totally selfless. Now, speaking about abortion, the pro-choice side, the side that, according to trending politics, Lynn Warren, Liz Warren, Lion Liz, other pro-abortion fanatics were destroyed recently by an actress, a pro-life actress. Uh, you probably know her. I don't know if she's been on TV a lot lately, but she was on uh, one of the funniest shows ever. Uh, I'm thinking of the comedian. She played the wife. Patricia Heaton's the actress. Played the wife of this gentleman. Uh, extremely funny show that I can't think of right now. But she's been around Hollywood a long time. She had that one really big hit show. Uh, according to it was according to Raymond, I think that was the name. Incre- incredibly funny show. But she is pro life, and she works with a crisis pregnancy center, taking action to help women in difficult situations know that there are alternatives to abortion, and that they'll be helped if they do the right thing and have the child. So they support women with, I guess, what they call crisis pregnancies. She took exception to Liz Warren and something Liz Warren said. See, Liz Warren, who reminds you of that angry teacher who doesn't know anything shaking her finger at you, you will not write on the blackboard again! You won't do it! That crazy woman, Liz Warren, uh, attacked again the crisis pregnancy centers on Twitter. Why would you attack people who are helping women in crisis pregnancies? Why would you do that? Liz, I thought you wanted choice. I thought you wanted to be for women to be empowered, especially women in that situation. So why are you attacking him? Here's what lying Liz Warren said on Twitter. With Roe gone, I need to get a Liz Warren voice. Hold on here. With Twitter gone, with Roe gone, it's more important than ever to crack down on so-called crisis pregnancy centers. 
that mislead and deceive patients seeking abortion care. My bill with at Senator Menendez would stop these harmful practices. So helping pregnant women is now bad unless they tell the women to get abortions, Liz? Is that what you're saying? Dead baby or no deal? Is that Should that be your next campaign slogan? When you run for office like presidency, if you run again? That's right. I'm Liz Warren. I'll kill your baby for you. But I don't want you hearing nothing about no crisis pregnancy centers. Those women need to get abortions, damn it. And that's it. I'm lying, Liz Warren. I'm going to get me a beer and try to run everybody's life again and shake my finger at them a lot. Uh, again, Foxahonest, Pocahontas, as, as Trump called her, Foxahonest, because she's a lying sack of you-know-what, wanted to take her t- her tomahawk to abortion alternative. Sounds about right from a leftist like her. Again, where's the choice there? If a woman sees a crisis pregnancy center, doesn't really want an abortion, and goes there, what business is it of yours, Liz Warren? And you're trying to get legislation to ban these places? You're not pro-choice. You're a Nazi. You're a control freak communist. That's what you are. A left-wing nutcase. A finger-shaking, virtue-signaling bag of emptiness that wants to tell women what they can do, what they can't do, how people can defend themselves, what people can say and read and write. Screw you, Liz Warren. How's that? And I do not mean that literally. Uh, Heaton wasn't really going to sit quietly. She got angry like I just did. And Patricia Heaton, who works at one of these evil crisis pregnancy centers, uh, she took to Twitter to give Liz Warren a spanking. And that is not an image I need in my head. God help me. Uh, Our medical pregnancy clinic server serves client families for five years, providing superior services for anyone who asks. We raised $250,000 for a mobile medical clinic for underserved areas. That means poor people, Liz. People you won't even look at, probably, Liz. You probably get ill even thinking about it. They might have cooties or something. So those kind of people, helping the needy, Liz, unlike you trying to dictate the choices the needies can make, uh, treating everyone, Liz, that's called inclusion. I thought you were an inclusive person, Liz Warren, Senator Pocahontas. Because of people like Senator Warren, we now have to hire armed security. Several of these places of an attack uh, by a group claiming to be, it's called James Revenge. And they've, they've made a list of demands like terrorists do, saying that the government needs to shut down these any pregnancy center, crisis pregnancy center, that doesn't offer abortion services. That's not pro-choice. Okay, that's pro-abortion. The ugly face behind pro-choice, it's always been pro-abortion. Always been, always will be. And the fact is, the face is showing more and being exposed more. That's the only difference. So good for you, Patricia Heaton, standing up to the Nazi, uh, the Nazi Marxist. I'll call her both, Liz Warren, who really wants to legislate choices away from poor women and women in crisis pregnancies. What a wonderful human being you think you are, Liz Warren. Me, I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. Now, 
Megan Rapino of USA Soccer, the women's star soccer player. Very good soccer player. Short hair, lesbian, very angry, very bitter, hates America, hates everything. Never seems to smile. Kneels for the national anthem. Just, a, just an unpleasant human being. Well, she has won an award, according to the Outkick. Uh, let me get to the beginning here. Megan Rapino, who claimed girls' sporting careers are not that important, writes Ian Miller at the Outkick, is going to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Not the Medal of uh, Bitchiness. Not the Medal of Crabability. Not the Medal of being, being just a, a bad human being. Uh, not the Medal of Eternal Bitterness. But news broke Friday. Megan Rapino will be one of 17 recipients of the Presidential Medal of Freedom this year. Uh, U.S. gymnast Simone Biles. She's going to receive one. The Medal of Freedom is the highest civilian honor awarded in the U.S., usually given to those who have made, quote, exemplary contributions to the prosperity values or security of the United States, world peace, excuse me, or other significant societal, public, or private endeavors. Uh, Rapino receives the honor just a few days after declaring that overturning Roe v. Wade was, quote, a violent onslaught on women's bodies. Irony. Yes, it's screaming right now, while being completely unable to declare what a woman actually is. I don't know what a woman is, but I know when she's victimized, okay? So screw you. You have the patriarchy because you suck. Uh, let me see. She also recently expressed that parents, you know, those mother and father types that the left really has no use for, uh, that parents concerned about biological boys or men competing in women's sporting events should realize that their girl's sporting career doesn't actually matter. This is a pro-woman, right? Pro-women's athletics and all that. Except if if you want to get in the way of a trans man or trans woman competing as a man biologically against women and crushing them, you say it's unfair to actual women, actual girls, actual females, then you're a bigot, according to Rapino. Uh, where is it? Uh, Rapino's fierce advocacy for women's rights on abortion apparently does not extend to the right for women to compete on a level playing field. Uh, her quote was, "Her your kid's high school volleyball team? This isn't that important. So, screw you high school girls. She doesn't care. I would encourage everyone out there who is afraid someone's going to have an unfair advantage over their kid by someone she means a transgender athlete to really take a step back and think what we're actually talking about. We're talking about people's lives. I'm sorry, your kid's high school volleyball team. This isn't that important. I thought it was extremely important that women be allowed to go compete in sports and excel and go as far as they can. And they should make as much money as men. And everything should be fair. That's what Megan Rapino said repeatedly. But if a man who, who is transitioning into a woman but still has the biological structure of a male and thus a big-time strength, speed, etc., uh, etc., et advantage over women in, co in competitive physical sports, like state volleyball, but if they want to go compete in squash girls, well, sorry, girl, your, your high school volleyball career really doesn't mean anything. Is that empowering women, Megan? Why do you hate women, Megan Rapino?
I mean, they didn't probably, well, maybe a woman did, but most women didn't give you that stupid haircut you have or give you that bitter-ass attitude. Remember Reagan, Megan Rapino used to do some commercials for uh, Subway. I think you have Steph Curry doing them, Simone Biles, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Gronk, Gronkowski, the tight end. You have several athletes doing these commercials, and they're funny for Subway. But Megan Rapino started by doing those, and so many people griped about her. That Subway said, yeah, no, no more. They dropped her. And the commercials are good, especially without Megan Rapinoe's bitter butterface in there. Uh, and do I have to explain butterface? About, okay, good. Uh, strange that the White House does not appear to be cognizant of her incessant hypocrisy and lack of intellectual consistency, instead of describing her as a, quote, prominent advocate for gender pay equality, racial justice, and LGBTQI plus rights. And also, non-stick pants are actually non-stick. Of course, many in the gay and lesbian community disagree with Rapino's support for transgender athletes competing against women, but that was complete, uh, seemingly ignored. So she's going to get an award uh, when she's actually the opposite of what she claims to be. Team Biden, team mumbles and stumbles, strikes again. And now on to L. Duncan. No, not into donuts. L. Duncan is uh, an anchor on ESPN. And when she sticks to sports and things like that, she's very entertaining. Nothing wrong with her at all. The problem is she has her career as a sports journalist, broadcast journalist, whatever. She has that confused with being an outspoken, pain-in-the-ass, morally deranged, half-witted activist hack. And, well, L. Duncan works still for ESPN. I don't know how much longer that'll last. Because people like her driving their ratings down, down, down. When ESPN's ratings go down, down, down. Their advertising dollars go down, down, down. Their payroll goes down, down, down. And their employment tends to go down, 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 L. So L. Duncan may be going down soon. Uh, and no, not just, to keep, not just to keep her job. I'm not saying that, perverts. But here it is, Bobby Borek of, uh, of The Outkick. Uh, tweeted that ESPN's L. Duncan just called for dads using hashtag girl dad to speak up so their daughters can have abortions in all 50 states. I mean, if you're really lucky, dads, your daughter will have an abortion in every state. She'll be like a little star. When she has 50 stars, L. Duncan will give her a, a, a who knows what, a prize or something. Uh, two months ago, Duncan called for schools to talk about gender fluidity with six-year-olds. She's one of the ones that took a moment of silence on ESPN. I believe it was right at the beginning of the NCAA men and women's basketball tournaments. A moment of silence because Florida had passed what they called the don't say gay bill. Can't say don't say gay. It wasn't anything to do with don't say gay. It was uh, Governor DeSantis, the legislature of Florida, serving their constituents who demanded that talking about... uh, uh, gender fluidity and multiple types of sexualities and all these other genders and everything else. No, if a, a child's in kindergarten, first, second, or third grade, that's what the law dealt with. That law said you can't teach that in schools. Fourth grade's different. 
uh, parents can teach whatever they want, but it's not a place for schools. And old uncle was outraged by this. So she had a moment of silence along with some other idiots at ESPN who probably didn't even know what they were protesting. They were given a little card, I'm sure, it says, Outrage, you're outraged, or you're fired. Go on air and say this, and everyone will love you. And of course, everyone with common sense mocked them because idiocy gets mocked. But apparently, this hashtag girl dad was being, uh, being used on uh, Twitter, urging men to you know, engage with their daughters, uh, playing sports with their daughters. Wonderful advice. Father-daughter relationships are incredible. Uh, the most heartbreaking thing I've ever seen that I didn't go through was watching my sister grow up and when she got to be older and went out on her own, making decisions and behaving oh, sometimes in some ways that... Uh, really destroyed her relationship with my dad and they had the most beautiful relationship when she was growing up that was one of the most heartbreaking things so this hashtag girl dad it's a wonderful effort to get fathers to to bond and and be very close with their daughters uh, you know that's the the father-daughter relationship it's one of the most important relationships mankind has and here's L. Duncan trying to use it. Uh, as the outkick writes, Duncan demissively referenced uh, hash, uh, hashtag girl dad, saying that the hashtag is used by parents who play sports with their daughters or celebrate Father's Day instead of being applied to actual advocacy. So see, it's not important if a father and daughter bond and become closer. That's not important to society at all, not to L. Duncan. <laughs> Not to her, no, you've got to be an advocate. By advocate, she means a royal pain in everyone's ass. Uh, she implored dads to bring that political advocacy into boardrooms and courtrooms to ensure that they are advancing the agenda that she believes in. So take your political advocacy, force it on your daughter, uh, then go in your uh, business and bring it in your business. Maybe you'll get fired for being a pain in everyone's ass. And L. Duncan will think you're a better person. You'll be unemployed, but she doesn't really care about you. Duncan, just a few months ago, also promoted the ideas of schools discussing, again, gender identity with young children. Uh, the Outkick tweeted this back in March, middle of March of, 20, of this year. L. Duncan says it's unfair to families that teachers can't discuss sexual orientation and gender identity with children in third grade and younger. L. Duncan, I would seriously suggest uh, that uh, you see a psychiatrist because you are, you're possessing some screws that are on the loose side, I think, upstairs. And again, it's, it's just so sad. And of course, she claims that any criticism of the hypocrisy involved or her shaming of uh, hashtag girl dads is only due to the, quote, bad faith characters. Always someone else's fault. Not sincere disagreement with her inaccuracies and political activism. You're not allowed to have an opinion when L. Duncan has an opinion that's different. L. Duncan said so, and she's a woman. I wonder if she is really a woman. Can she define woman? 
hmm, we know a Supreme Court justice that just got sworn in. She can't define what a woman is because she is not a freaking biologist. I wonder if L. Duncan's a freaking biologist. What do you think, people? Oh, who knows? Let's see. Let's talk about celebrities, shall we? <laughs> oh, celebrities. You know, I grew up and you still had a lot of older stars like Lucille Ball and Mae West, George Burns, Bob Hope, John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, Charlton Heston, uh, Burt Lancaster, people like that, who were just big, big stars. Uh, uh, and Lloyd Bridges was another one that just popped into my head. But these were all really big stars, and Hollywood had an air to it. The entertainment world had an air to it. You had people like Norman Lear and Mel Brooks who could actually laugh and make other people laugh without worrying about offending some snowflake. You had a lot of wonderful entertainment, and you got an idea that the people in Hollywood, the entertainers, respected you, right? Respected the, the, the industry they were in. Now, it's like a bunch of loudmouthed, foul-mouthed uh, little wannabe intellectuals that are just absolutely stupid. They're uninformed. They don't have a clue what you're talking about. And they go on the late night talk talk shows and the host says, Oh, you're not beautiful. Welcome to the show. And again, these mouth breathers, they, they're not going to challenge anybody. And all they want to know is, is goofy stories that are probably made up. You ever notice that when any star, TV, movies, music, whatever, they go on the, whatever, the I guess, the Tonight Show, so-called the Tonight Show, the old Jay Leno show, whatever. It's always the same. It's always, they'll start a story that's probably made up. And you know it's made up. And you don't care because it's a hot actress. She's got lots of legs showing. And you're worried about, man, look at those legs. That's, wow. And she starts to tell a story. And it's a very fantastical sounding story about the time that she just broke down and <laughs> ended up watching someone get mauled by a bear. And then a policeman come and kill the bear with his bare hands. Some goofy story that she just made up. But they'll stop right after they begin. And they go, true story, by the way. And the audience is like, oh, it's a true story. It's a true story. Because the, even the audience now on these shows are morons. They're all morons. Uh, but the Roe v. Wade decision other decisions have, of course, driven these leftists absolutely batshit crazy. Crazier than a pet coon. You wonder what I mean by that? Have you ever had a raccoon as a pet? I have not. I knew somebody who did. Let me tell you what. Those are some of the craziest pets you ever have. I would never have one. Uh, but they can be very sweet. And they're, they're, they will get in the cabinet and just... I had one, for instance. He brought his raccoon over. A sucker got in the cabinet, ate a whole package of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Had the cheese dust all over his face. Ate all the macaroni, the dry, uncooked macaroni. And, of course, later he had a lot of stomach issues because of it. But, again, it's just not a pet you should have. They do crazy things. My granddad, uh, my grandfather, Alan, uh, who I was very, very, very close to growing up, he used to tell me the story. He had a, His family had a store in Georgia where he's from, North Atlanta. And he had a pet coon and the little six ounce Coke bottles. If you remember, they still make them, so sell them. But he, 
people would come up and they give the uh, they put a raccoon they put the money in the thing, get a coke out, open it, and the raccoon would just chug the six ounce coke. It was like an attraction or something. I don't know, but they're crazy animals, really cool animals. But when they go on today, their 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 mindset is a I have to go be an an advocate, an activist, but I only can be an activist from certain ways and on certain subjects subjects. Uh, take Stranger Things star Maya Hawk. Uh, you probably never heard of her. She's the daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman. Uh, she shared a monologue on the Tonight Show, which uh, has been around a long time. That was, I guess, was the original. That was the original late night show, wasn't it? Tonight Show, Johnny Carson. Then you had Leno take over. Later, you had Letterman with his show, and and now uh, Jimmy Fallon hosts the Tonight Show. Uh, but Maya Hawk shared a monologue on The Tonight Show about how her mom's abortion meant to the family, or how much it meant to the family. It was like a Christmas gift or what? She had a video package of it or what, under the tree? Guess what, kids? Mom had an abortion here. Check it out. Fire that. Uh, come on, man. Let's play this tape. Come on, man. I'll put it on YouTube. It's called My Mom Had an Abortion. Merry fucking Christmas. Uh, pardon the French, but she capped it with what else? An expletive. That's why I threw the expletive in there because these people can't talk without saying F this, F that, F you, F me, F everybody, F somebody else, F this and F you again. Uh, here it was. Actually, she had several expletives. Of course, wealthy people will always be able to get abortions. But so many people, because of this this ruling this week, will not only not be able to pursue their dreams, but actually lose their lives and be unsafe. So if you're dead, you're unsafe. Weren't you unsafe before you were dead? Now you're dead. They can't hurt you anymore. I don't, I'm, I'm just pointing that out. Uh, but actually lose their lives and be like unsafe. And I just wanted to say that, like, fuck you, Supreme Court. Oh, how mature. Look at her. She's using the F word all by herself. Wow. Maybe mommy and daddy will raise your allowance, you entitled little, uh, little brat. Fallon, uh, Jimmy Fallon, the host who outraged the left after he uh, tousled Donald Trump's hair six years ago, back for more. Remember, he had Donald Trump. When Trump was running for president, he had him on his show. I mean, why wouldn't you have a presidential candidate on your show? It, that's who goes on late night shows, right? Uh, and he played around and was nice to Trump because Jimmy Fallon seems like basically a nice guy. And then, of course, Jimmy Fallon got in trouble because 15 years earlier on Saturday Night Live, when he and Chris Rock were on Saturday Night Live, he had a blackface scene, and blackface is like the worst thing ever. Ever, and Chris Rock even said, "Didn't hurt my feelings. I, I have no problem with it. He doesn't owe me an apology, because Chris Rock is an adult, unlike liberals." But uh, Jimmy Fallon groveled and apologized. And I lost all respect for him at that point, because when you grovel and prostrate yourself in front of the the leftist cancel mob, you're screwing everybody, not just yourself. It's not like you're sacrificing yourself. You're not jumping on a grenade. And saving your comrades, like in war, like heroes do. No, you're just simply making sure everyone's going to get a grenade eventually. 
Oh, you can absolutely say that, Fallon grinned before Hawk said it again and again and earning more praise from Fallon. To be fair to young Hawk, her abortion speech had nuance and a thoughtful perspective. Most celebrities just spit out expletive, typically the F-bomb, and consider that their virtue signal du jour. It's like they checked, checked marked something else they had to do today. Take your vitamins, check. Eat breakfast, check. Do 50 sit-ups, check. F-bomb, check, 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 check. Oh, wait, check again. <sighs> they may have learned this, the writer concludes, from watching Robert De Niro curse out President Trump at the 2018 Tony Awards. The Tony Awards. That's the place to F-bomb the president. Uh, think uh, Janelle Monet sharing her middle digit and cursing out the court from the BET stage last month. Or singer Olivia Rodrigo singing F you during a concert in England. That's why I don't attend concerts in England. Or Wanda Sykes, who screeched America is no longer a democracy. Wanda, you're a funny person. I've seen you be funny many times. Start being funny again and stop being stupid. We are not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Massive differences. Educate yourself, Wanda. You can do it. Have somebody read it to you if necessary. Uh, then, of course, there's Stephen Colbert, Pink the Singer, who used to be famous. I don't know if she is anymore. Demanding a pro-life American stop listening to her music and, for good measure, fuck right off. Oh, pink, pink, pink. And we thought you were just a stupid slut for all those years. Apparently, you may not be a slut, but the stupid part and the hateful part? Well, <laughs> exactly. Or bro stars Billy Eichner. Blasting pro-life types with, yes, another expletive parade. And if you don't know who Billy Eichner is, I didn't either. I Googled him. Uh, He's on some TV show, I think. I forget who the hell he is by now because I don't really care. What I care about is sharing with you why is it that so many people who are stupid cannot, cannot go a sentence or two without cursing and attacking somebody viciously. You can't just have a disagreement. It's got to be it's got to be fires on the highest temperature possible, just slinging arrows up. That's what it's got to be, uh, you know, threatening the Supreme Court. Very dangerous stuff that the left is involved in, ultimately. Fomenting violence. The left has been accusing the right of that for decades now. I think we ought to worry about the other, other direction in that one, my friends. I mean, releasing personal information, doxing Supreme Court justices, giving out addresses, pictures of their homes. You know, some guy went to was looking for Brett Kavanaugh and his family to kill because Brett Kavanaugh is a Supreme Court justice and is a conservative and originalist. So you must die. That's the way the left operates. And again, understand these these. These celebrities are insulated. The host isn't going to attack them. Even if they wanted to, they're not going to because it would hurt ratings. I think it might help the ratings, actually. No one's going to challenge them. Everyone's going to go, oh, you're so pretty, or you're so handsome, or you're a really good actor, or God, can you dance, whatever. I hear that one all the time. People stop me. God, you're a great dancer. I'm like, sorry, you have me confused with somebody. And they say, yeah, you're Ben Vereen, right? And I'm like, what? Ben Vereen? 
Gregory Hines? No. Bad joke on my part. They, they're they black. I believe both are deceased, sadly. Uh, and they were great dancers. Awesome dancers. Good actors. Ben Vereen. Uh, Gregory Hines. I'm white. And can't dance a lick. Just can't. And that was before I tore up my left knee. So I really can't dance now. Now two more stories. Let me see here, my friends. Vox. Vox.com. Vox. V-O-X. Because the idiots that write for Vox can't spell anything past three letters. Vox, one of those places where really bad writers go to become awful, awful writers. Uh, the headline is, the Supreme Court's new gun ruling means virtually no gun regulation is safe. New York State's uh, New York State rifle versus Bruin is poorly reasoned. Poorly reasoned? I bet the clown that wrote this, Ian Nilhaser, my name is Ian Nilhaser. I'm a writer for Box, and I'm really smart. My mom tells me I'm smart when she's fixing my cream of wheat in the morning. With, I love it with blueberries. Oh, and some honey. Oh, my God, that's so good. And then I go and I write for Vox about how stupid the Supreme Court is. Especially that black guy, Clarence Thomas. Uh, but its implications are potentially, according to Ian Milheiser, cream of wheat aficionado, and professional dumbass, catastrophic. That's right, catastrophic. Not dogastrophic. Not raccoonastrophic. Not sasquatchatrophic catastrophic that's bad for you people in new jersey and all you florida cigarettes uh he writes the supreme court 6-3 decision in new york state rifle and pistol association versus bruin is a devastating decision for anyone who cares about reducing gun violence side number one that the person writing is an idiot doesn't know a damn thing about guns they use the term gun violence like they know it's like official and they should use it it massively expands the scope of the Second Amendment. No, it doesn't. And a ban is more than a decade of case law. Case law can be wrong. And abandoning bad law is good. See? Come on, Ian. Take another bite of cream wheat. You might wake up a little bit. Uh, governing which laws are permitted by the Constitution and replaces this case... Uh, law with the new legal framework that, as Justin Stephen Breyer writes in dissent, imposes a take a, a task on the lower courts that judges cannot easily accomplish. Oh, why not? What? That's their job. Is the law allow allowable under the state, in your case, the Supreme Court federal constitution and the state constitution of the state of New York? Is it legal or not? Is it constitutional? If it's not, the Supreme Court ruled it wasn't. Because as Clarence Thomas said, all the other rights in the first ten amendments, the Bill of Rights, you may have heard of them, but in the Bill of Rights, all those other rights, you don't have to go beg the government for permission to use them. That's the way that the New York law was set up. It discriminates against people who are, quote, important enough to have the ability to defend themselves with a firearm. Uh, the immediate impact of Bruin is that handguns, which are responsible for the overwhelming majority of gun murders in the United States, that's false, by the way, Ian. 
the people shooting people with the guns, it's their responsibility. The guns don't do anything again. The guns are even lazier than your intellect. That's right. They'll just sit there all day. Had one on my nightstand. Just sits there. Just lays there. I move it when I go out, lock it up, come back, put it there. It's there. It doesn't do anything. Won't sweep the floors. Won't vacuum. Won't feed the damn cat. Damn sure won't touch the litter box. They're kind of like you, Ian. They're very lazy. But they can be useful when you're trying to defend yourself and save your life, which, Ian, I've done. And I'm glad some idiot like you didn't get to make a law which it would have made me defenseless against an armed attacker. See, Ian, it is personal. That's right. Uh, but handguns are likely to proliferate on many American streets. Have you been on many American streets? Chicago, New York, Baltimore, New Orleans, St. Louis, Kansas City, Cincinnati. I could go on. Plenty of thugs have plenty of guns, Ian. They're not being disarmed by laws that law-abiding people are forced to submit to. They're not. They don't care. They get busted for carjacking, they get thrown in, they get some light bail, they get out, they go get another legal gun and kill people. The next day, in a week, whatever, break off their ankle monitor, go and kill people. That ain't gun makers, that ain't guns, that ain't the Supreme Court's fault. That's the fault, fault of thugs and liberal activists who don't want to punish violent criminals. Ian, it ain't guns. It's our legal system that is not doing its job, not carrying its weight. Uh, he writes, that's because Bruin strikes the types of laws that limit who can legally carry guns in public, holding that the Second and Fourteenth Amendments protect an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. Ian, People who are right now illegally carrying guns, gangbangers, whoever, they're too young legally, they couldn't do it legally. They've got a felony record. Uh, maybe they've got active warrants for them. They couldn't legally do it right now, yet they're doing it and hurting innocent people. So now you're saying they're only doing it because of this decision by the Supreme Court? No, they were doing it the day of the, the decision, the day after in the day, in the week, in the months before that decision, and years before that decision. Laws don't affect people who are not law-abiding, Mr. Milheiser. It's not hard. It really isn't. Uh, the case involved a 109-year-old New York state law which requires anyone who wishes to carry a handgun in public, whether openly or concealed, to demonstrate, quote, proper cause before they can obtain a license to do so. An applicant must show a, quote, special need for self-protection distinguishable uh, from that of the general community or of persons engaged in the same profession. In other words, Clarence Thomas was right. This bill, this law, made you go beg the, the government of the state of New York for the right to exercise one of your constitutional rights to carry a gun. Because the right to keep and bear arms, those words mean things. Remember Alexander Hamilton said the, the, the best hope for America is that all law-abiding people be armed. Law-abiding, not criminals, Ian. Criminals ignore the law. You're acting like all these criminals going, yeah, I'm going to buy a gun and carry it now and hurt people. They're doing it now, Ian, you moron. 
Uh, similar laws exist in five other states, Hawaii, California, Maryland, Massachusetts, and New Jersey, uh, plus the District of Columbia. Uh, together, these jurisdictions make up about a quarter of the U.S. population and a much higher percentage of the country's urban population. In effect, this has meant very few residents of those states have been able to legally carry a handgun in public. And yet, the District of Columbia, lots of, as you put it, Ian, gun violence in District of Columbia. Uh, California, lots of gun violence there. Maryland, fairly like around Baltimore, lots of gun crime. Uh, and New Jersey, parts of there, lots of gun crime. So how did these people, these bad guys, how were they carrying guns before this Supreme Court decision? Because according in, in Mo Heiser's little narrow-minded world, only criminals, they only carry guns when the Supreme Court says they can. My mom told me that. You're an idiot, Ian. Have I, have I mentioned that yet, folks, that he's an idiot? Uh, writing solely, solely for the court's Republican appointees, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas strikes down New York Central law. He also established a whole new confusing framework for evaluating gun control laws. Bruin establishes a text, history, and tradition test that purports to be rooted in, well, the text of the Constitution. Imagine that. Ruling that if the Constitution says something, it means it. I'm so confused. Mom, I need more cream of wheat. Uh, and the history of English and early American gun laws. In other words, what the founders did. They said, hmm, should you have a right to keep and bear arms, defend yourself, property? Of course you should. You're a free person. And you shouldn't be stripped of the right, fundamental right, most fundamental human right, in my view, that of self-defense. But of course, this clown doesn't get it. Very sad. He says that Thomas's new test takes extraordinary liberties with the text of the Second Amendment, which explicitly states that the purpose of the right to bear arms is to protect is to protect service in a militia. Absolutely not, Ian. Absolutely not. The Constitution get, doesn't give the militia a right to keep and bear anything. It gives that right so explicitly to who, Ian? Read the Second Amendment. A right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The people, of course, would, would help to make up the militia. And well-regulated back then meant in exercise, in other words, in working order. So they would get together and drill and things of that nature. The militia would. The right of the people belongs to the people, not militia members, Ian. Seriously. Someone needs to explain the Constitution to this moron. It really does. Really, really do, my friend. One more story to go. I've got to take a break and run in air, and a kind of important one. Uh, I'm going to come back, finish this, and, and put the whole thing up on uh, thedelegator.net. Back soon, my friends. But you know what? Through the magic of this, you won't even miss me. And here we go. Ali Velshi, my friends, via Newsbusters. And, of course, via the network that hires uh, Ali Velshi. Uh, MSNBS, our favorite. That MSNBS gang, I tell you. Uh, Ali Velshi took a look at the world's abortion laws. And, of course, he found it and used it as a manner, a way to, dist to uh, discredit and, you know, 
uh, verbally trash the United States of America because we're evil. And again, Olive she showed very clearly he's never read the Constitution or just can't comprehend it. Here's uh, some of what he said. <clears throat> uh, he held uh, abortion laws in China, North Korea, and other dictatorships as better than ours. Even in those countries, he said, a woman can still have a right to choose. I think his exact words, she can, she can still have an abortion. She can still terminate a pregnancy. In the United States now, well, you can in some states, you can't in others. And really, it's designed, the Constitution, we're not a republic, Belshi, we're not a democracy. You see, we have 50 states and we're one nation, but we're different than Russia. We're different than a lot of other countries because they may have provinces or this or that, but they don't have separate independent states like the United States, 50 states are intended to be. So since the Constitution does not mention abortion in the original text of the Constitution, read it 50,000 times, you're never going to see that word. It is left up, according to the Tenth Amendment, Bill of Rights, it is left, according to that, uh, to the individual states and the people thereof. That's all the U.S. Supreme Court did was say, wait a minute, this Roe v. Wade thing, they found a right in the Constitution that is not in the Constitution, and thus it needs to go back to the states so the states can decide. Mr. Belchie, states can ban abortion outright. Uh, they can okay abortion up to, I guess, up to the moment of birth. I was reading a piece from Naomi Wolf today, and she was talking about how far radical the, the pro-choice movement has turned. And basically, many of them now want it up, to, up until the time that baby's ready to come out. You can kill it and say mother's choice. It's sick. And apparently MSNBS thinks that's okay. MSNBS's Ali Velshi used his Saturday show. You know why he has a Saturday show? His ratings are that bad on MSNBS. Reruns of Looney Tunes not only get far better ratings, they'd be far more entertaining and likely far more educational. I'm telling you, Elmer Fudd knows more about the Constitution than Ali Velshi. Uh, but he used the Saturday show to suggest that those two countries, that'd be China and North Korea, as well as other dictatorships, prove that the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision was the radical position and that America is no longer a free country because of it. Though she explained voting rights, LGBTQ rights, rights around education, health care, elections, you name it, what the Supreme Court of these United States has done has simply been to extend America's recent streak of erasing rights that are inherent to our democracy. A, they didn't erase any rights. In the New York decision, they gave rights back to the people of New York to be able to arm themselves and defend themselves. They don't have to beg the state government of New York anymore to be able to carry a pistol to defend themselves. So they extended rights there. They didn't take anybody's rights away. Velsey, can you read? They didn't take any, any rights for abortion away. No state laws get repealed. They didn't ban all abortions. The Supreme Court couldn't do that. It's now left up to the states. What is so tough about this? It's really not tough even for the left. The truth is, this is propaganda, and this is 
this is really this in the January 6th cluster cluster buck. I'll be nice. That's the only two things the left can do to try to salvage any house or Senate seats they're going to lose come November. Because every time America turns around their grocery bill, their gas bill, their heating bill, this bill, that bill, everything goes up. I mean, uh, I, I don't know what a family of four, if they go out to eat at the drive-thru, I don't know, 40 bucks probably, 40, 50 bucks. Think about that. That's, you know, 50 bucks for four people. If you're not drinking, that's kind of a, what you used to pay at Applebee's or uh, uh, Chili's or something. But it just keeps getting harder for the American people. And it's the policies of the Democrats. So this is all they have. Actually, it's not the only thing. They could actually change their policies, apologize, say, you know what? We messed up. We've learned a lesson. We went too far. We're going to start opening drilling for our oil here. We're going to stop dr uh, start drilling for natural gas. We're going uh, to go back to fracking. We're going to put America first and put our energy needs first. And we're going to do our best to get prices down. But they're not going to do that because, again, as one of their buffoons let slip the other day, the liberal world order, you know, the LWO. I'd call it the loser's world order myself. But anyway, Velshi is claiming that erasing rights is what America's uh, on a streak of doing when completely, er completely errant and wrong. Uh, that are inherent, he says, to democracy. Again, we don't have a democracy. If you don't understand, the, if you think America's a democracy and not a, a constitutional republic, you're going to miss a lot because that's the reason the states have been given back the right to rule how they want to on abortion and legislate how the legislatures and hopefully listen to the people of their states want to legislate. Yeah, you're going to have very different uh, abortion laws in California, New York, Massachusetts, uh, New Jersey, Maryland, states like that than you do in Florida, Texas, Ohio, states like that. That's the will of the people. I don't see why the left can't just be honest about that. Overturning Roe v. Wade and leaving abortion law up to the states makes America an outlier among developed countries. Here's the difference again. A, we have a constitution that guarantees certain rights. And it, it guarantees the states, the now 50 individual states, the right to legislate how they want to on many, many, many issues. Like it's supposed to be marriage. I know a, a, a blogging friend of mine I haven't talked to in a long time, gay. And he wanted gay marriage to be legalized in his state of, I believe it was North Carolina. He did not approve of the decision the Supreme Court reached a few years ago, basically saying there's a right to, to be gay and get married. He said it should be up to the state legislatures. It's not a federal issue. Again, the Supreme Court, recent history of rewriting the Constitution in a way to give states rights that they don't have under the Constitution. Under the Constitution, most states can make most of their decisions themselves. That's what the founders wanted. The founders didn't want a top down model they wanted a bottom up so to speak model where the states had more rights to themselves and then the federal government was in charge of a few things the common defense interstate commerce interstate traffic uh things like that uh, otherwise we're supposed to be a republic where the states have much far more responsibility 
for their own affairs than the federal government does. But Belshi brought up a map of the whole world. I wonder, I'm looking at a picture of this from the video that's on Newsbusters, by the way. Uh, you can watch the video of this buffoon. Uh, Belshi hails abortion laws in China, North Korea, and other dictatorships. Alex Christie wrote this on uh, earlier today, uh, just before noon. So you can watch and listen to this uh, buffoon try to explain himself. He brought up a map of the world and engaged in some, well, what Alex Christie is uh, called intellectual dishonesty. That's known as lying also, boys and girls. Did you know that, AOC? Did you know that? That's lying is intellectual dishonesty, AOC. Did you know that? Did you? Yeah. Uh, he says, take a look at this map. These are countries where a person can get an abortion. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you catch that? A person can get an abortion. You know what? I bet I could go to any of those countries, any of the states in America, and I could never get an abortion. Do you know why, Mr. Velshi? I'm what you call a male. That's right. I don't have the, the reproductive organs and equipment to conceive a child, carry a child, or give birth to a child. I'm a male. So for you to say a person can get an abortion is, is it's not right. So let's correct it. These are countries where he should have said a woman can get an abortion, quote, on request. They have, they have drive throughs now. Get a side of ketchup with that? I don't know. Now there are varying limits on how far along the pregnancy is. But for the most part of it, you want an abortion in any of these places in green, uh, you can get it. Canada, Greenland, France, Spain, Italy, a majority of Europe for that matter, Australia, and New Zealand, all countries you would expect to see on the map. Again, countries who are, I guess, progressive enough for this idiot. Many of those varying limits, uh, Newsbusters writes, would not have been allowed under Roe and Casey. But Belshi continued... And then there are countries you might be more surprised to see in this group. Pro-choice countries. Wonderful countries, according to Belshi's logic. Countries that I guess are superior to the United States. Countries like Cuba. Communist. Argentina. I'm not sure what their government is, but it sucks. I know that. Turkey. Russia. China. And I hope you're sitting down for this one. North Korea. North Korea. Yes, you can schedule and have an abortion. Mr. Velsey, do you really think if the government or government official in North Korea didn't want a woman to have an abortion or wanted to force a woman to have an abortion, they couldn't do it? There's no constitution. There's no rights in North Korea. Okay? There's, you live your life as you're told. You pray to God secretly, of course, because they throw you in jail forever for that. But you pray to God secretly and quietly. And hopefully for you, if things work out well, you can live your life out in North Korea and never get thrown in some gulag somewhere and starve to death or work to death. Because if you say the wrong thing and the wrong person hears it or even suspects it, guess what? You're done. Bye-bye. Uh, enjoy death in the gulag. That's how North Korea works. But apparently North Korea has better abortion laws than America because of that damn Clarence Thomas. Notice how the black guy on the Supreme Court is actually catching most of the hell from the left. I thought it might be him and Alito because they're the two most, to me, consistently conservative. But uh, no, 
I, I figured Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and, and Coney Barrett will get some and maybe Roberts if he can make the right decision. But uh, they're really hard on Thomas. I mean, I hate to play the race card, but Democrats, uh, some of the things being said about Judge uh, Justice Clarence Thomas is pretty far out there, don't you think? You ought to tap the brakes a little bit, tamp down the rhetoric, maybe dial down the, uh, the heat on the, uh, the vocal gymnastics there. Now, here's a question that Newsbusters ask. Why is Velshi praising Putin's Russia? What does Putin have on him? Huh. Continuing with his map, Velshi highlighted countries that outlaw abortion in red before noting the rest of the world varies with laws that allow abortion under a range of circumstances, including when saving a life or preserving a person's health. This is where America falls, somewhere between Sweden and Sierra Leone. I'll take Sweden myself. Much better looking women from what I understand. And there's not as great a chance you'll get your head cut off as Sierra Leone. Uh, Sierra Leone, excuse me. Somewhere between a full ban and fully legal. <laughs> Sounds like my dating life. That is because since the reversal of Roe v. Wade, it is tough to characterize the legal status of abortion in America because it now varies wildly state to state. Now, let's, let's tamp the brakes a bit here. This ruling just came down earlier this week. Uh, he's, he's painting as if it's been months or years and all the confusions have been going on and on. It's been a few days, Velshi. Okay? Just a few days. Put your pampers back on. Put the pacifier in your mouth. And listen, you might learn something. Uh, and it should, it does vary, or it will vary state to state. You know why? Because, again, abortion was left up to the states, Velshi. If the founders wanted abortion to be in a fundamental right, they would have put it. There would have been 11 in bill uh, amendments in the Bill of Rights, and number 11 would have said the right for a woman to have to choose to terminate her pregnancy, and they would have put a time frame in there, shall not be infringed. They didn't do that, Velshi. Do you know why, Velshi? Because... They didn't want to. The states are left in charge of that. Civics 101. Come on, dude. How do you how does this guy stay on TV? He knows that little about the Constitution that he's commenting on while he's ranting about how bad it is. <clears throat> uh, U.S. pro-life laws have mater maternal, uh, not persons, health exceptions as well. Still, though, she returned to the dictatorships. <laughs> the left always does that. The right to an abortion, a woman's right to control her own body, again, completely excluding the other human being involved, the baby, and any rights of the father as well, uh, no longer has blanket constitutional pro uh, production in America. I think that's meant to say protection, not production in America, which means that women have rights in China. China! Where the China virus came from in North Korea that they do not have the United States of America. Wow. So North Korea and China are freer than the United States now. Who believes that? This idiot probably doesn't even believe it. He's just reading what he's supposed to because he knows he'll get another check after this and another one. He'll continue to be employed. His leftist masters will pat him on the head and tell him to, to 
head on out of the room while the adults talk. Yes, and you know what's interesting about that? Newsbusters points this out. You know what else they have in China, North Korea, and other dictatorships that do not value human life? Forced abortions. So how's that right to choose coming for you in China, Velshi? With the forced abortions, the families being told you can only have this many children. And uh, once you've had, it was the number two, I believe, girls, that's it. You can't have any more. Can't have any more kids. Uh, and, and you better be a boy. That's it. Two kids and only that limit. Then you have forced abortions. Where the government would come take the woman and abort the baby. Forcefully. That happened in the United States? No, it doesn't, Belshi. Belshi uh, also declared this map is actually being generous. The entire country should be painted scarlet red because it does not matter if abortion is allowed in some states. If it is prohibited and even just one, then America is not truly a free country. Because if the rights of one single American are taken away, none of us enjoy absolute freedom as citizens of this country. Oh, my God. Can you imagine this douche nozzle saying this in relation to the right to carry a firearm? What if the subject was, what if the court had, had ruled that America, uh, let's say the Congress came together, passed a national reciprocity for carrying firearms, concealed firearms. If you've got it in one state, you've got it in all 50, in other words. What if the Supreme Court overruled such a decision? Would Velshi be screaming about lost rights or constitutional rights or no one's really free? No, he'd be celebrating a wonderful decision to end gun violence or some such nonsense. But again, he goes on his little little tirade like he's really a champion of liberty and freedom. But he's not. I remember this is a guy who during the George Fentanyl Floyd riots stood in front of burning buildings, blazing burning buildings, burning buildings, burning businesses, and said this is mostly peaceful. So, do you expect this idiot to get anything right? Again, his his principle that a constitutional right, which he says before before this decision, there was somehow a constitutional right in the Constitution for a woman to have an abortion. Well, there really is a constitutional right called the Second Amendment that everyone can own a firearm and carry a firearm. That's the wording of the amendment. Don't get mad at me if you don't like it. That's the wording of the amendment, but somehow Velshi would never say uh, if just one state doesn't allow concealed carry, no one really has a right to self-defense. But if he did say that, if that were the situation, he'd be far more honest than in this situation. Because of the rights of just one single American are taken away. Uh, again, no abortion law, Velshi, has been, uh, should we say, terminated aborted, taken out after this decision. It simply leaves the decisions up to the states. It is the purview of the states, not the federal government, Velshi. Is it really that tough, folks? Is it? This is simple. What an opportunity for the media to teach a basic civics lesson. Instead, this is what they're doing. Ah. <sighs> 
and uh, you can go to Newsbusters, read the uh, read the transcript. You can look at a video of Belshi trying to look smart. He looks kind of like uh, what's that movie with Gru? Uh, has the minions in it? He looks like Gru, and one of the ba- one of the minions had a baby. It would be Belshi. Belshi's that baby. They need to make, <laughs> need to make a Belshi character on the next uh, Minions movie. And have a scene with a movie in the movie where the news media is reporting, and Velshi would be the anchor, uh, the Velshi minion, the Velshigan. What an absolute ass he is! No clue what he's talking about. You're going to stand up like you're the, the you are the absolute voice for civil liberty in this country, but you would never do anything close to that for people owning firearms or defending themselves, but killing unborn babies. Party time, right, Velshi? What a jackass. Friends, that's it. I am done. Long this week or this episode. I'm sorry. Uh, But anyway, thank you for listening. I do appreciate you. God bless you. If you wish to become a contributor to this uh, podcast, uh, you can do that on a monthly basis. Go to anchor, anchor anchor.fm.doughagan. You will find uh, the uh, Daily Gator Daily Thought podcast. This is episode number 288. You can listen to all the others. And you can sign up to become a contributor. There's a button there for uh, supporting the podcast, I believe is what it is. And you go there and you you pick a dollar amount for each month. And it will continue until you stop it. You can up it, down it. Uh, certainly no obligation. I'll still do them even if you don't pay me. Yes, you in the blue shirt, you. Now, if you in the yellow shirt don't pay me, I might stop. Because I really liked you a lot. I'm just kidding, guys. I hate asking for money. Uh, but thank you very much for all the support. God bless you. Remember, three golden rules to life, my friends. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. And in, uh, well, it's July. In a couple months, it'll be college football season. You hear that UCLA and USC are going to leave the Pac-12. And join the Big Ten. And the Big Ten thinks eventually they'll get Oregon, also the Pac-12. And Notre Dame. And, of course, Notre Dame thinks they're special. I hope Notre Dame gets left out of all of them. The little prima donnas at Notre Dame. They're so entitled. We're college football. No, you're like, not. And you may not even be good this year. The guy who made you really good recently, the coach, he's at LSU now. So now my Gators have to worry about him here. He's a heck of a coach. I don't like Brian Kelly as a person. I think he's a dick, quite frankly. But you know what? Uh, he's a hell of a coach. And I think we have a young coach that's going to be a hell of a coach. And by the way, for all you Gator fans out there bitching because uh, recruiting hasn't hasn't been good enough for you, even though it's, I, well, from what I see, much better than it has been in recent years, uh, and predicting doom and we never should have hired Billy Napier, let the guy coach a scrimmage first, okay? Let him coach a game or two or three. Then we'll see, all right? Tamp it down. Quit acting like quit acting like Tennessee fans, okay? Put the Kleenex away and shut up, okay, my fellow Gator fans? My friends, that's it for me. Good night. God bless. Good morning. Whatever you listen, I appreciate you. Uh, say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. Don't eat hot dogs. They're supposed to be bad for you, but they taste good. And there's an exit question for you to consider. 
if you see a person, if you were to see me eat a hot dog, which I rarely do, but if I do, I get the I get a good hot dog, get a nice bun. I put mustard and relish and ketchup. That's what I did. Would you hate me for that? Would you call me a bad name for that? Or would you say, you know what? He's eating it, not me. I may give it a try sometime, but really none of my business. Yeah, if you're talking about hot dogs and you're trying to be a food snob, really? Just stop, okay? What are you, a food critic for McDonald's? Stop it, folks. Don't be stupid. Don't be a Democrat. Don't be a liberal. And next edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought should certainly be tomorrow, unless something happens I can't foresee. Talk to you then. Be good. Take care of yourselves, my friends. Take care.